This is Grace Grit and Getting It Done, the podcast for women who want to focus on their personal development and their professional priorities, increase their earnings, expand their influence, and advance up the leadership ladder all the way into the C-suite. Hi, I'm your host, Lisa Gillette. My podcast, Grace Grit and Getting It Done, offers a practical guide for women working in the corporate arena. Weekly episodes feature conversations with recognized experts, authors, and influencers. I'm covering topics from navigating corporate culture and coping with gender bias to prioritizing self-care and managing work-life balance. For more information, or if you'd like to contact me, send an email to lisa at bigsky.coach. Do you know that women spend over $571 billion on skincare worldwide? Did you know that some skincare products are extremely toxic? Instead of creating healthy skin, these products cause irreparable harm. And in some cases, permanent disfigurement and even death. My guest today is Francoise Bambazi. She's the co-founder and president of My Skin Global, and her mission is to disrupt the practice of skin bleaching. Her vision is to ensure that every Black and Brown child is confident, capable, comfortable, and full of self-admiration for the skin they are in. Francoise is a human rights activist, a public speaker, and a community leader. She is deeply committed to furthering education, equity, social justice, and the economic empowerment of women and girls. Francoise, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you today. You have a very important message. So let's start at the beginning. What was your intention in founding My Skin Global? Yeah, it's a big question, right? Um, You know, uh, Lisa, I had been working and feeling and observing like girls like me, dark and brown girls who were struggling to love the skin themselves and the skin that they were in. It had been many years. I first experienced this when I was nine years old, and you would think years, 30 years down the road, um, the practice would be different. It kept going on, and it kept going on, and then it started coming home to me and my own child and my niece and everyone around me. And honestly, it reached a point where somebody had to do something. I couldn't go to bed at night anymore. I wanted to start an organization that would instill self-love and self-admiration in the skin you are in, in our young people. Um, And so that's really what motivated me to start My Skin Global. And so it's a huge mission. It's a a big undertaking. (laughs) And I'm so glad to be here with you because it's gonna take all of us, particularly all of us as women around the world to you know, um, put an end to this, to this insidious practice. I had some idea that skincare products and cosmetics are not always 
free of poisons, but I had no idea how deep and extensive this was. I wanna go big picture for a minute and just ask you to talk a little bit about some of the really misguided societal expectations mm -hmm. that women are just incalculated with about who they need to be and how they need to look in order mm -hmm. to be valued. Can you just talk to that very loaded topic? Of course. And so <laughs> we live, like you said, in a such a big world, right? Um, and we also, I mean, we are all humans, we are human beings. Um, we receive these core messages at a very young age. Um, and what we would grow up to be is determined by the messages that we receive at a very young age. What I often love to ask women and people in the world in general is, can you imagine spending the rest of your life being unhappy about who you are? simply because of the skin you're in, something that you are absolutely not in control of, something that makes all of us, because <laughs> each and every one of us is dressed in a skin color. It's the biggest organ on our bodies. But when you've been told from a very young age that you're not worthy, that you're not beautiful, that your success depends on the color of, the, of your skin. That even the man or whoever your partner will be depends on the color of the skin. The so-called greater cultural acceptance creates huge economic gaps, mental health gaps, Young people well being, young people's well-being, BIPOC youth, young black and brown girls and boys alike. I know it's huge within girls and women. Some boys too want to be successful like everyone else. They want to look beautiful. They want to be accepted in society. You know, they want to stand in the world and be recognized for who they are. But instead of that, we spend so much time trying to convince the world that us to matter. And to me, honestly, when you think about how, when you think about the three elements of these toxics that you introduced in the beginning, you talk about mercury on a skin body which oftentimes is not indicated on these bottles and whatever that we buy. Mm -hmm. You talk about high levels of hydroquinone on your skin body. You talk about steroids. All these chemicals are very dangerous to our overall being. Leave alone start, starting from a very young age. It has completely huge damage to our existence 
And this is where, for me, you know, the question just, you ask a big question and I, 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 I pause and I struggle to find an ending to the question that you ask. Because when you talk about like the seriousness of organ failures, the heart disease, the brain dysfunction, you know, the permanent skin damage, the cancers, the blindness, the skin rushes, discolorations that you talked about, scarring, digestive um, issues, immune system issues. I mean, it's like we have 72 side effects that are associated to skin whitening and skin bleaching. And for those that don't understand what that is, I know that's a practice like skin bleaching oftentimes is misunderstood. It's like, what are you talking about? There's the act of skin bleaching and there's the act of colorism, which is an insidious form of discriminatory act or process that leads people to think that they're less of. And to me, that's where the human, the human rights activists are to jump in. To me, that's where policymakers have to jump in. To me, that's where global women leaders of the world comes in. That's when every mother, every parent at home takes full responsibility to starting at home. And not only tell that child who they are and to love the skin they're in, but to love each and every one of, one of their friends, anyone around them because this is about humanity. This is about all of us as a people. This is about loving who you are, regardless of any skin color that you are in. And so, yeah, I know I took a long route to answering your question, but I hope I did. Oh, I just wanna share with you that one of the things that I so admire about you is that we all know problems exist in the world, and we can talk about them forever, but you saw this firsthand and how life-threatening this desire to use cosmetics, to do skin lightening, skin bleaching is, and you took action. Tell me about this enormous undertaking, your foundation. How did you start that? that I mean, it's, it's really awesome work that you're doing and so needed. How did you start the foundation? Because you've gotten so many important, powerful people to hear your message and to join in. How did that start? Well, <clears throat> my skin global has always you know, been in my mind, really, not the name, mm -hmm. but the, <laughs> the problem. I call it a disease, I call it, um, a global pandemic. It had eaten me all along because again, of what I grew up seeing, my own cousin grabbing a rock, scrubbing herself, coming out of bathrooms, bleeding because she wanted to look lighter like my other sister who was of a lighter skin color. I have witnessed my own sister of a dark, darker skin saying things like, I am not beautiful. 
I will not, what's the point of going to school? You know, I'll never have a job of my dreams. I will never marry a man of my dreams. What's the point? My own child comes home telling me, her peers think that her skin color is of pee and poo. When we're coming home, when you, our children are still coming home, telling us things like this, feeling inadequate, resenting what grounds us and what moves us forward, the communal value of education and the strongest value in my life I so appreciate I have a lot of work to do. Yeah. And yet, with all of this deep, heartfelt emotion, you've taken that determination and that inspiration and you focused. And I know that in your foundation, you've partnered with some very powerful people to change mindsets. I know you have an enormous educational arm that is part of My Skin Global. Can you share some of the things you're doing with creating curriculums for school-age children? Mm -hmm. So yes, thank you for that uh, question as well. Um, so for me, because education is such a high value for me, um, I believe that <laughs> it shouldn't just be for me. And I know that it's not just for me. I know that there's a, a lot of people uh, that value education as much as I do. But I wouldn't be talking to you today if it wasn't for education, if I didn't fight for education. I'm one out of 10 that first graduated from college and grad school in my family because I worked so hard to break the chain of poverty in my family. I resent a child or girl, a black girl, a brown girl, to be limited by the agenda and the color of their skin. I resent to exist in a world where mental health is acceptable. <laughs> I think this is a human right violation and that all of us around the world has to stand strong and stand solid for our young people. And so we have developed a curriculum, we call it Majus, that is going to teach about kids, about who they are. It's not so much about the practice, really, the skin bleaching, you know, the amount of money that is being poured into the beauty industry that leaves you worse than you thought you were. <laughs> you know, um, to me, it's really about education. Why don't we talk about the science behind the skin? Let's talk about the science behind the skin. Let's talk about, you know, skin evolution. 
and skin adaptations. Let's talk, engage with uh, educators that have done more research on issues like this. Dr. Nina Globalski from Penn State has written several books, is an expert on skin evolution. Let's talk about that. Let's teach our children who they are. Let's disrupt or, <laughs> uh, systems that has conditioned us to believe that one is better than the other. Let's teach self-love and self-admiration in the skin we're in, regardless of what color it is. And so we're building a curriculum unit of study to be implemented in and out of school programs. You know, it does not discriminate against girls or boys. And we hope to reach the biggest majority. We hope that to measure the before and after, it's in three phases. Phase one is in middle school, high school, and then third is in elementary school. And we really hope to see an impact, particularly on a mental health level. And then we want to build awareness, education, and advocacy to shift the dialogue. And the biggest other thing, coupled with all those two, is partnering with global women leaders of the world to be the voice for change. And you know what? Policymakers ought to be paying attention. Because if you're knocking on my door and I'm going to vote for you, you have to be standing strong for your community, for your constituents, for your future, your future generations, you know? Until then, I, I would not rest. And I hope, I hope I am speaking to you and I hope that you will join the global network for Skin Positive, because that's what I'm about. I love your approach with working with kids, not only to teach them the science that, as you mentioned, and I forgot, our skin is one of our largest organs and we take it for granted. But there's also that component of the self-awareness and the self-empowerment and the self-worth that you're bringing to children, which is so essential. Now, you mentioned something that we've talked about before, which I think is really quite brilliant, is that to find those influencers, thought leaders, and government leaders and get them involved in extending this message. So for anyone listening to this podcast and, and hearing about you, Francoise, and saying, oh, I need to get in touch with that woman, how can people contact you? What is the easiest way for people to reach out to you, find out more about My Skin Global and how they can become involved? Well, <clears throat> Very easy. You can find me on my website, www.myskinglobal.com. My personal information is on there. You can donate and help us build awareness and keep this education work happening. You can also, um, we have a, a GoFundMe page that is ongoing to support this curriculum writing work, to support my involvement in the community um, 
And I really hope that you would take some time to research, do your own research, because this is happening right in, in your own backyard, you know, to your children, to your friends, to your family members. You may not know this, but it's also really detrimental to our environment, you know. These environmental factors are to be thought about because these chemicals are washed in our waters and that water is exactly same, brings about the food that we eat, ends up on our tables. And what other thing that we need to be doing is partner with institutions that are collecting data to make the case for how dangerous this is. FDA embarked on it last year. They're working to figure out you know, what the health implications of skin bleaching is. The World Health Organization has put out data day in and day out about the dangers of this act. But we continue to do that. The question is like, at what cost? At what cost? What are you waiting for? to step in and do your part as a parent. If you're not a mother, you must be a parent. If you're not yet, you're on your way there. What world do you wish to live in? A world of a divided world or a world that recognizes all humanity? I so feel your passion and commitment because starting a foundation, even with something, this topic, which is so important, and is pervasive worldwide. Starting a foundation is not an easy thing. And yet you've done it and you get up every day and you stay on message and you stay on point. So I wanna deviate just a little bit here from this important topic to another important topic, which is how do you practice self-care mm. when you are the CEO of the foundation of your life, of all the things you're doing, how, how do you make that self-care a priority? You know, I've oftentimes said this to my, to my colleagues. Um, <laughs> they laugh at me each time because when I say that, I'm like, listen, one of my, you know, my bosses always say, how, how they ask me the same question, how do you practice self-care? And I always say, I find it really challenging to find balance between my personal life and my work life. Reason being that I don't take on anything that I'm not passionate about, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I don't like, I am not only a woman, <laughs> I am a single mother, um, I am leading my skin global and I am trying to be the best human being that I can be, but I'm also trying to be the role model for majority of these young black and brown girls. I want to be the voice for them before they can be the voice for themselves. I want to educate them so they can be strong and grounded um, to be the ad best advocates for themselves. I don't have time to take care of myself. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't, I get through day by day and God, I pray to God to give me guidance and support and strength. That's really what I do, so. I love the fact that we're kind of laughing about it and going, yeah, we're not really practicing the self-care, but we're taking care of so many other people. 
you are truly a role model for not only young girls, but young women and young men and your leadership qualities and your ability to make it happen with this very important topic to get out and educate and explain and to encourage and to bring more people into this movement is, is just so impressive. So there, what's the most important thing that you really want listeners to take away from today's show? If there were two or three things that you just wanted people to keep top of mind, other than please go to Francois's website, you can volunteer your time, you can donate, you can find out more about it. But other than that, what are some action steps that people can do now that they're aware that this is a global issue and it has so much negative impact if we don't take care of it? I think what I would really <clears throat> want people to know is that there are healthier options. Yeah. Is that education is the first step to understanding what you don't know. Mm -hmm. It may not have hit you yet. And I hope and pray that it doesn't. What I don't, I want people to know is that you may make a conscious decision to enhance your skin tone, but the innocent children in your household could also be in danger because mercury particularly evaporates in the air and we affect those children. The other thing that I want people to know is that I kind of alluded it to it earlier. Tell your children how beautiful they are. Yeah. At home. Tell them to love one another, regardless of their skin color. Let's teach our children skin science. Mm -hmm. I would want to tell people in any color you are in, young, middle, old, however you classify yourself, that you are beautiful just the way you are. Mm -hmm. God makes no mistake. God makes no mistake. This detrimental, you know, mental health implications we're adding to our daily existence as if life is not hard enough. <laughs> right. Is not necessary. Right. You know, I also want to tell people that, you know what? Those who may look at me and say, oh, what does she know about being in a, in a darker skin color? You know, I am as black as it gets. I'm proud of it. I love my melanin skin tone. <laughs> and I know that beauty comes from within. 
It's not external. And those core cool messages that you received when you were little, that led you to believe that you're less of a human being and less attractive and less this and less that, is false. It's not true. The power lies right here in your brain. What you tell yourself is what becomes. You are beautiful because we are all created, whether you believe in God or not, in God's image. I want you to know that. Wherever you go, the girl, the eight-year-old girl that came to me and said, Miss Francoise, would you please come with me to my school and tell them how beautiful I am? Each time I remember that, I get tears in my eyes. We don't need those stories. I've always said when I'm on the Capitol, making testimonies, working to reform policies, the people, systems that were created to oppress us does not reside in me to undo. Mm -hmm. You cannot be asking the oppressed people to undo those systems that were put in place to oppress them. This is a discriminatory act. These are unattainable beauty standards. These all emanate from historical, cultural, and you know cultural processes and practices. Right. To name a few, we can talk about slavery, we can talk about globalization, and we can talk about the pervasiveness of social media and what's doing to our youth, you know, and our youth mental and emotional well-being. This is our future generations. These are our future generations. If it's not, if you can't relate it from a mother perspective a father perspective, a grandparent perspective, an auntie's perspective. Get this, it is our future generations and we are at war. Yeah, it's the survival of the human race. Yeah, your passion is so potent and so powerful. So you mentioned that people can reach out to My Skin Global, they can donate, they can become educated themselves, share the message. And there's also an option for groups or foundations to partner with My Skin Global. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. So thank you for that. I sort of forgot about it. <laughs> um, yes, people can share their stories. People can partner with us in like educating, building global awareness, regardless of where you are. You can invite me to do a podcast like Lisa is doing right now. You can invite me to a global conference to share the message with, with larger groups and networks that I don't have. You can like us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on like you can amplify the message. You can join us in being the educator to be trained and unpack this curriculum in various parts of the world. And very soon enough, once the curriculum phases are complete, we'll be able to partner, not only local and not only national, but on a global perspective. And so we need this message to go wide and beyond. And I cannot do it sitting here in Denver, Colorado. 
I need your help. I know that there are listeners today who are hearing or at probably acknowledging this issue for the first time. And I'm sure that there are other listeners who are saying, oh, this is the woman I'm gonna talk to to resolve this ongoing problem, Francoise. Um, it has been my absolute pleasure today to have you on this podcast. Again, you can, for listeners, you can reach out to Francoise at My Skin Global. And Francoise, any closing thoughts or even directives for our listeners? Yes, I want to add info at myskinglobal.com. People can email me directly. Uh, it's also on the website. And I want to make a, a call to global women leaders of the world to be the voice for change. I don't have to name them, but if I must, we have Michelle Obama. She would be incredible. We have Oprah Winfrey. We have Viola Davis. We have podcasts and platforms, the knowers of the world, you know? And I want to call the World Health Organization, UNESCO, the world platform, to entertain and welcome this conversation. Let it be the place for educational awareness. Let's, let it be the place where policies get to change. Let it be a place where our young BIPOC youth begin to realize who they are. And I want to say, you and women, you can, you can champion the cause. You can lead this movement around the world. I can't wait to hear from each and every one of you. And I can't wait to be in those circles. And I cannot wait to hold hands and fight for our children and their future and their mental well-being. Thank you. Thank you, Francoise. It's been my absolute honor to have you here. Again, for all listeners, if you'd like to email Francoise directly, you can reach her at info at myskinglobal.com. She truly is a warrior goddess, and it has been my honor to have you here today, Francoise. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. It's been my honor to be with you today. Such a great pleasure to have people like you in my life who understand the value of this work and could potentially just you're you're like the hero that we need to have. You're the platform that we need. You are the voice for all of us who don't have such networks. And so, no, thank you for the opportunity to share my message. I appreciate you greatly. I thank you so much. And you said something that was so awesome today before we started about there is so much work to be done. Yes. So uh, I am right there with you. I am right there with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Grace, Grit, and Getting It Done. I'm your host, Lisa Gillette. If you'd like more information or to contact me directly, send me an email, lisa at bigsky B-I-G-S-K-Y dot coach. Lisa at Big Sky, 
www.thepowerofpositivity.coach. Thanks for listening.